today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast, the 100th episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast, is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor, the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music. You use SeatGeek, Joe House? I do use SeatGeek. Of course Great. I do. Good answer. Yeah. Other sites have the nasty habit of showing you lower prices and charging you huge fees at checkout. At SeatGeek, the price you see is always the price you pay. Download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Stamps.com. Stop relying on the post office. Buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and your own printer. Do you have your own computer and your own printer, Joe I have both of those things. Great. You should sign up for Stamps.com. Use the promo code BS for a four-week trial plus a $110 bonus offer. It includes postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in BS. Do you have HBO, Joe House? I do have HBO. Well, my HBO show is called Any Given Wednesday, and it launches on June 22nd, Wednesday, 10 o'clock. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we also have a new start time for After the Thrones on HBO Now. Do you have HBO Now, Joe House? I do have HBO Now. It's been moved up to 1 a.m. ET, late Sunday night, right after the West Coast airing of Game of Throne, Thrones ends, uh, sources say. I'm in bed at 1 a.m. Sources say. Yeah. Well, you're not always in bed because sometimes you might have indigestion. <laughs> Sources say that apparently this week of Game of Thrones is an all-timer. Really? Yeah. Last week, was, last week was pretty good. All-timer has so, been thrown around for this I, week. I particularly enjoyed the ending of last week. Yeah, well, we, we can talk about that. Uh, and let's not forget about The Ringer. We are launching next month. Subscribe to our newsletter at theringer.com. You subscribe to our newsletter, Joe House? Of course I do. Uh, you can listen to podcasts like Channel 33, Keeping It 1600, The Watch, The Ringer NBA Show, The Ringer NFL Show. All of them are on the Ringer Podcast Network as well as... Check House! Check House presented by Callaway. Uh, that's Joe House's golf podcast. Uh, we have seven podcasts. We have... I think we have the highest batting average of good podcasts of any podcast network. You should We're think seven that. for seven. You should think that. We're batting a thousand. Yeah, I like it. It's I'm almost afraid to launch another one. We have seven <laughs> good ones. Uh, and speaking of podcasts, let's go. Yeah. Clear enough for you. All right. <laughs> and in person Wednesday rolling with Joe House. Keeping we, it a hundred. We fed last night. Yeah. We went to Sugarfish, or we took Sugarfish takeout and watched basketball in my office, and we were hoping for a good game. And then Stephen Adams, Azili just landed on his back, and Stephen Adams got hurt, and then he said, today I'm fine, mate. I'm okay, <laughs> couple, mate. Couple bumps and bruises, mate. I, I'll be okay, mate. Uh, I didn't think the Thunder were the same after that happened. They need him. They need his energy. They, they need him. They need his energy. Uh, they also need Russell Westbrook. I didn't yeah. know Russell Westbrook was going to not show up, but you know was, who did know. By the way, uh, very happy to see on my little uh, voyage out here to California, Juliet Littman. Juliet said to me, "I don't like Russ tonight. I think he's only going to be seventeen or 18. I'm like, "Come on, Juliet. Third, third. I, I like it. Russ is going to go crazy. This is their chance to seize the series." Russ was not good last night. He didn't have that alpha dog feel to him. I thought when Curry got going, Russ. At, at the very least, would do the oh okay. I'll try to match you and be a, a, either be great or a disaster. And now there's and he a, was neither. And now there's a narrative where because uh, Clay Thompson played him more this game than in the previous game, and now uh, Russ is two for ten when uh, Clay Thompson is guarding him. So now yeah. there's a narrative that that they that Clay Thompson could shut down Russ. Um, the thing that was so 
curious to me about Russ's performance last night. His 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 game, his alpha dog comes from him pushing the ball, him going up the floor, warp speed. You know, he's fastest or second fastest in the league. Got to give a little nod to my boy Johnny uh, Johnny Wald. Um, so you, it, you're taking John from, Wall over Westbrook in a speed race? Uh, there, there. It's neck, it's neck and neck. I'm not, I'm not ready to concede that race to Russell. Okay. But uh, Russell finishes in a more explosive way than John Wall. That is for sure. I we just didn't see it. We didn't see Russell and you know taking the ball and running up court and and creating uh, Russell Westbrook type of of um, offense. He wasn't generating offense through through that kind of a, aggression last night. I don't know why. I thought that they would. I, I believe them when they said they were going to come out and try it, and they thought game two was a must win, all that stuff. And it turns out it wasn't totally a must win, but they had a chance there to at least if they had gone toe to toe. Curry got hot, and I wanted somebody to step up. And Durant was trying. Durant was shooting well in the first half. He had a lot of turnovers in that game. And the tech kind of took him out of it. Uh, it seemed like it it took his head out of it. The tech that he got. The thing that and yelling at f you at Dion Waiters. <laughs> Did you see that? that they, they say vine? that they they. Uh... They're friendly that way. That's uh, those are the kinds of things they do with each other. They're that's part of their, uh, uh, you know, shtick. I don't ever remember just yelling "fuck you" at you in a friendly way. I don't know. I th- I think maybe you have. Maybe. I'm pretty right. sure. I don't remember that. Girls or food or. All right. So, with Durant, I haven't loved how he played. I thought he was amazing in the second half of Game Four, San Antonio. Thought he was. He was obviously fantastic in game six but for the most part um hasn't shot threes well at all postseason six threes a game he's 29 percent from three a lot of turnovers four a game he had eight last night he's got 13 in this series they just seem sloppy to me and i, and I wonder it's weird because golden state has the same problem golden state's super sloppy with the ball for such an unbelievably efficient offensive team and uh I just wonder, like, if this gets to a game seven, is sloppiness going to be the thing that undoes one of these teams? Undoes? Undoes? Undoes one of these teams? You said undoes. Undoes? What am I? (laughs) Dumbass. Undoes one of these teams. Sloppy? I don't know about sloppiness. Uh the okay. the the thing that that uh, why do you the... why do you vehemently disagree with me then? Well, I, don't, I don't. Why don't you tell me fuck you? <laughs> Damn, wait, fuck you, Simmons. I don't agree with you. <laughs> it's not that. Rappaport owns F bomb corner. By the way, I'm, I'm not. He, he he's 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 so destroyed it. He slayed F bomb corner. I want to just stay off of it. I he want to stay away a, from it. Yeah, he bought F bomb corner like Chris Saka bought all that Twitter stock. <laughs> He bought, he bought up it off his corner. secondary. It's all like, the wow, how does he own 18, 18% of F-Bomb Corner? You know, it's for sale. <laughs> He's got 90% of it, and, and there's not... I want to stay away from the remaining 10. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the both teams have such a similar <laughs> style of um, play that's incandescent offense is the thing that, that distinguishes them um, through, through the season. Uh, I know... Um, Golden State's defensive um, metrics, all the analytics, support them as a top five defensive team, and that's yeah. because it's it's well founded. But but they they can get beat, right? They're they're um, compromised when they go up against good guards. Portland showed it. Boston showed it. So I it, think they feel more beatable than they did three months ago. I still think they're going to win the title. 
Oh, you you oh, that's interesting. Cause we, State? we haven't talked about Cleveland that who is now nine and zero. Last time we talked, they were eight and zero, and I liked it. Now they're nine and zero, and I still like it. I don't know what to make of Cleveland because the competition, the three best teams were in the West. That's true. Right? San Antonio would have easily been the second team in the East. OKC Golden State, you look at the guys that were in last night's game. Clay Thompson's been the best player game in, game out in the entire playoffs. I don't huh. think he's the best player in the playoffs, but I think he's been the best player of the playoffs. That's interesting. He didn't have a great shooting game last night. No, he didn't. I just like what he does. I, I think what he does defensively for them is so underrated. I mean, he's certainly been in the top five. I think LeBron's been in the conversation. You think he's had a better playoffs than Kyrie? Kyrie's had a pretty good playoff. Yeah, Kyrie's on one end, though. He's a DH. I, I, uh, I don't know. I just think if you look at most indispensable guys to their team, for all the stuff they've asked Clay to do, actually Draymond, you can say oh, the that's same what I was thing. Say Draymond might be Clay mad at Draymond. you right now. You're gonna put Clay ahead of Draymond? I just love the way Clay's playing. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess maybe I shouldn't decide on a number one. I you think he's. If you made an All NBA first team for the playoffs, he's but, unquestionably the two guard. Both of those guys would be on Draymond and and Clay, and LeBron. I would put LeBron and Kyrie. And you'd put Kyrie over Curry because he missed so many games. Yeah, Curry missed games, I, and then and then the fifth is he, is your choice of Russell or KD. Who, I think Russell's been a little better. Who do you give more credit for the San, San Antonio series? Well, the game five, well, it's it's tough because it vacillates. You know, I was thinking I've always wanted the NBA to have. You know how hockey has the three stars of the game? Number three star, number two star, number one star? I, I, yes. I really wish they did that for NBA, and I wish we kept track of it. Because I would love to know just by the after the playoffs, like who is the best player in every playoff game. You know what? Um, you have a staff. You have people that, that – let's just do it. Because game one, I, game one, I would have given it to Westbrook. First star Westbrook, right? <laughs> First star Westbrook. Game two, unquestionably Curry. Unquestionably Curry. But it would have just been fun to go through all the games. Like game six of Spurs OKC. Yes. I would have given it to Durant. First I would have given goes- game four Durant. Game five is easily Westbrook. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you just go on down the line. Kawhi was... Uh, Let's start doing this. Kawhi I, was game one. I do feel like somebody should be keeping track of this. Well, so he, he, look, you, you're, you're going to have a website, I hear. Lillard had a couple first stars. Yeah, sure he did. You're damn uh, right he did. LeBron got the Cavs. Like LeBron will be one one game. Kyrie will be one one game. Kev Kevin Love's had got, one. Yeah, Kev's got one. Uh, for the Celtics, like uh, you know, Isaiah had that one game, and then I don't know. It'd just be a fun thing to look back on. I'd love to know who's leading the league well, in first you know, star games. It's not a lot of characters. What would you call it? Uh, a gold stars medalist. Of the, stars of the game. Gold, silver, bronze. Well, why do you have to change it? Stars of the game. First star to the you know overwhelming MVP of the game, and then a second star and a third star to recognize uh, the contributions of all the dudes out there. Yeah, I'm fine even just doing it one star. You just want to um, do the gold star? Yeah, or you like a star and a runner-up. But I, I'd, I'd be most interested because every game has a best guy, and that's what this series is going to come down to. Like you had Westbrook game one, although really nobody was the best player in that game. It was like Westbrook by default. Curry definitely game two. Durant's going to have a game in game three or game four. Durant will be the best player in one of those two games. We'll have a Draymond game. We're agreed. We're agreed. You'll have another Curry game. You'll probably have a full-fledged Westbrook Alpha Dog game. I still think this goes seven. You've been saying that. Uh, I can't come up with a way to argue. And you know what? I really don't want to argue. I want want this to go seven because I want to watch all these games between these two teams. 
this that game yesterday felt like it was going to be really good, and then Curry started hitting threes. OKC got super lazy on defense, and uh, unless Adam is going, Adams is going one hundred ten percent. I don't think they can beat Golden State. Well, the two, I hope he's healthy. The two things that happened yesterday, and and it was very encouraging to see him come back, and he, he was sort of effective. He moved up and down the court. We didn't say, "Oh my God, he's limping," or "Oh my no. God, he's holding his back." But the two things that happened yesterday, uh, the game was neck and neck, and then Golden State closed out the second quarter on an eight no run, and then they came out in the third quarter and got hot. And I have no idea what was going on with the switching defense, and maybe that's why KD yelled "F you" at, at waiters. At waiters, yeah. Um, they, the number of uncontested shots that Curry had in the third quarter. It's like um, you know the Warriors have played eighty five games now. Um, maybe there's some tape of Steph Curry, and he ought not to be left left alone under any circumstances. If you were Cleveland. Would you rather play OKC or Golden State? Uh, Golden State, a thousand percent Golden State over OKC. Yeah, you want you want the rematch, and there's no they they just won seventy three games in the regular season. Yeah, that's who you want to go up against. That's that's the history show. You want to be up against. And by the way, think about that that legacy for LeBron. If they win out, they sweep the East, right? They go yeah. in there twelve zero, and we're kind of I'm rooting for that for a couple of different reasons. Twelve zero would be fun. Twelve. Oh yeah, we f- we have a vested interest in the Cavs going twelve zero <laughs> oh, yeah. now. Oh yeah, yeah. We got a vested interest. Yeah, there's daddy. a plus one eighty sweet bet. Oh yeah. Uh, After but- we lost that Spurs bet. That was that was okay. That was that was a good bet. Great odds, but we should have gone against it as usual. Should have should have yeah. been a little hedge. We dispersed ten to one last summer and never worked out. It, there was an easy hedge to make before the OKC Spurs series started, and we didn't do it. Yeah, because we're 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 dumb. We're dumbasses. Yeah, we are dumbasses. But think about all the narratives. If Cleveland sweeps through twelve zero, LeBron, this will be his seventh consecutive appearance in the finals, which is one of the great stats. Unbelievable. I don't even think. I guess Russell, Russell was obviously in seventh straight, probably Sam Jones, all those guys who were on the 56 Celtics through Wilt made it in 67. So if you go after 67, I'm not sure anyone's done that. Seven straight. Magic didn't do it. He, you know why Magic didn't do it? Because he didn't show up for the 86 finals. It's again. We sent him an invitation. <laughs> We sent him an invitation. He RSVP'd, yes, I'm plus 11. Didn't you, you, show up. You always got to get in that ass. You're he always in up. that ass. I, I, you know. We sent him an invitation. <laughs> the thing that I think of when we talk about historical legacy stats like that is, again, um, what David Stern did to Michael Jordan, interrupted that run for the Bulls, because uh, we might have had, yeah. you know, could have been six or seven for the MJ. I wonder if the 94 Knicks could have, could have beaten them if MJ came back just from the attrition on the bodies of the Bulls from game seven and 90 Eastern finals, then finals, finals, finals. You're talking like 400 games over the course of three and a half years. And at some point they would have had injury, bad luck with one of those guys. Yeah. That's what's so interesting. And, 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 uh, I don't know, compelling about LeBron. He changed teams and he is now, I think it's legit to posit you can make the argument that this is the best team he's played on perhaps in his whole career i think you can make the argument i still think that that 2013 miami team i know i don't disagree wade for me wade's in the top i don't know i did my book when i had the levels and the he there was the pantheon and then the level right below it yes wade's on that level for me now sure hershey i saw our friend hershey on monday and and we were kind of redoing 
the top 30 just for fun. Oh, and uh, sorry, I missed it. Wade Wade has crept into the top 30 pretty easily now. He's somewhere between. I, I'd have to really look at it and look all the numbers, but he's in that 23 to 27 range. And nobody that LeBron is playing with right now is on that level. I, I don't uh, disagree one bit. Um, it's it's just that this Cavs team has waves of, of players. They do. I I'm I'm just I'm cautious with them. Sure. I really think the East is terrible. And, yeah. and I think like, you know, I was on this Boston radio station, uh, Toucher and Rich, and we were talking about Durant. Everyone in Boston thinks Durant's coming. What? And I, th- I know. Boston, what is coming? Boston's the best. Uh, effing Boston is the best. So absurd. And uh, with, o- you know, OKC, if they had lost to San Antonio in game five, I really think we had a chance at Durant because I think it would have combusted. And I'm so surprised to hear you say that. Well, but here's why I think remove Boston out of it, right? Boston and Miami, because if Bosch retires, Miami's going to have all this cap space. If I'm a free agent like Durant, and I don't think I can win with the team I have, I want to go in the East. It's a clear path to the finals. I'm just looking at the Cavs and that's it. Who else is in my way? I, I don't disagree with the it's thesis. A, it's a no-brainer. I'm going to Miami or I'm going to Boston. I have a chance to put together a title team and be in the final four every year. It's a fun hypothetical, but they won that game. And now they they're, they're in the Western Conference Finals. But He's if Golden resign. State kicks their ass the next three and all of a sudden it goes bad and they're yelling at each other like Boston, that's our only nah, chance. The only way that, that it goes bad in that way is if somebody, one of these important guys gets hurt and, and they get, you know... There, 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 there's not going to be a, now all of a sudden some kind of you know internal dissension. No, I mean, I'm already in the record. I, I think know it's how going you're dreaming. Seven. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, no, I, I, it's I think, okay to dream. I told you before. It's okay to dream. You dream. Durant, Durant would be. He. I mean, he would really have to want to leave if he didn't just do a one year extension. Right. He's going to do a one year extension. We've been saying it since October. You know what I found out, and I look forward to this being a. Uh, a transcript and multiple blog posts with people getting traffic from it. <laughs> this is great. So apparently, and it's never really been activated before because um, nobody's ever been in a cap position to do this, but the cap is going up to such a crazy amount this yes, summer. Yes. Yes. So the Warriors, this is what I heard. The Warriors, if they let Barnes go and they let Azili go, they could give the extra cap money to Steph, they could pay him a year early. Oh. Yeah. I didn't... It, nobody, nobody knows about this rule, but it's in the cap. It's like buried huh. in there. It's in the whole CBA. Yeah, this is one. I'm going to I'm gonna. He's tweet in the my... last year of his thing. They could, they could literally just give him a raise next year over spending the money on someone else. We should. I'm going to tweet at uh, Nate Duncan. I want, I want some, some cap, you know, insider well, cap. Larry Coon. We need Larry oh, Coon to Larry break it Coon's Hey, Larry Coon, break this down for us because this rule exists. Somebody swore to me that this, that... And the Warriors don't want anyone to know about it because then if Steph Curry finds out, they're like, I won't get paid. Well, they should pay him. I mean, for, for the love of God, you know, he, he gave them a yeah, title. He gave them 73, you know. I don't feel bad for these guys. Curry's going to make, what, $40 million off I, the court this I'm year? I'm not talking about feeling bad or anything. I'm talking about getting paid what he's due. And if there's room in under the cap and the, his employer can reward his excellent performance, then the employer should do so. Are you ready for a world in which Harrison Barnes signs a four-year deal for 
for like $120 million with the Lakers? You, you, you forget we were in that world 15 years ago. Not uh, like this. Juwan Howard signed a, a seven-year, $124 million deal with the Miami Heat. To ruin your, your basketball so team. So you just mentioned a number for Harrison Barnes. There's not, you know, it, the, the numbers are irrelevant. They, they ebb and flow. They constrict and expand based on the deals the league's able to cut, and I don't care. So I think the Lakers get Barnes. Oh. I think somebody overpays Azili. Oh. And the Warriors make a run at Durant. Okay. And if it doesn't work out, I think they just give the money to Steph. Interesting. They still need two players, by the way. But, uh, but the, the problem is, and people have talked about it, but I don't think the average basketball fan really understands what's going to happen this summer. Deion Waiters, for example. Kind of like waiters. I'm on the waiters island. You, you and Zach are, have been Me on waiters Zach, island. You're alone um, on there, by the way. I, at least I'm not on that island. He's been playing hard in the playoffs. I yeah, like congratulations. How he's it's it's about time. Um, he's probably going to make between like twelve and fifteen million dollars a year. That, Somebody's going to sign him for between sixty and eighty million dollars to play for their it's basketball just, it's team. It's just a function of of the money that's available because the league has been so successful. And all credit to the guys that paved the way for for this. And they hit a great moment in. Uh, Broadcasting rights, sports rights history, and and signed this uh, super rich deal. Which I'm glad you believe that. Um, <laughs> there's a long and storied history of great NBA teams screwing themselves up by overpaying somebody who wasn't as good as one or two of their best players. Oh, I, I live in Washington. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with this uh, yeah. this technique it's, you're describing. I, it will happen one or two times this summer where somebody on a team is going to get a ridiculous contract and it's going to completely screw up that team. It will happen. I, I can't promise wait. you. It's it's a it's one of our one of my favorite um, uh, dynamics every for year. For instance, let's say Barnes says, "I'll stay. I want a five year deal for like 150." And all of a sudden five he's making more. And Harrison Barnes is making way more money than Draymond Green and Steph Curry. And everybody's like, no, this is great. We need to keep Harrison. There's no way Draymond Green is going to be okay with that. He's too competitive. He won't like that. He just won't. Deep down, it's going to bother him. So that's that's interesting for a lot of teams. That's going to happen in Washington because they're going to sign Bradley Beal to an extension. And he'll make more money than John Wall. It's going to drive John Wall Wall crazy. Yes. It already makes John Wall crazy that Reggie Jackson makes as much money as as he does. Yeah. It's going to make him very crazy. This is a real thing for these dudes. They measure themselves by all NBAs and respect and seating in all-star weekend on Saturday, how close they are to the best dunks and who makes the most money in their team. It's a real thing. They're fucking competitive. That's why they're great at basketball. Cause they're competitive guys. Yes. Um, fascinating. I remember when, uh, when, when I re-signed with ESPN and then they gave Riley that ludicrous contract, <laughs> God bless him for getting as much money as he could get. But absolutely in the moment I, I was, I I was really bummed out. <laughs> so I can't even imagine how Steph Curry's going to uh, feel when Harrison Barnes triples his salary. They uh, are going to let Harrison go his, his, his to way. To the Lakers. I, wherever Harrison wants to go. Are you excited for Mike D'Antoni to coach James Harden? Because that's in play. That is incredible. I bet they get along really well. I, I think they, D'Antoni is a, is a uh, what do you want to call him? Uh, he's a whisperer. But I don't know what do you, how would you characterize Harden a scorer whisperer? Uh... It's just it's it's the worst defensive player in, uh, of any good player in the league with one of the worst defensive coaches in the yes. history of the league, a match and they're going to join forces. A match made in heaven. It's going to be great. Somebody's going to score 110 points on them. And Dwight Dwight's one a single player. 
And the, the, Dwight will be gone. So Dwight will be gone. Dwight's going to end up on Dallas. You know, it does. He'll end up in the rejuvenation program that Dallas has put really together. It really does. Because that's like, what I'm calling it, a, a, a rejuvenation program. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, it wink, is, I'm it winking is, at you. It is fate. <laughs> rejuvenation it is fate that he ends up in dallas it's great. it really is and cubes cubes history with signing washed up centers is un, unparalleled he's not quite washed up yet and oh he's he's close enough. they're gonna throw him in the darren williams laundry machine and let him bounce around in there for a little bit and he'll come out and he'll look great they're gonna put anything inside that machine i don't know probably help? some detergent something to freshen him up a little yeah, bit a little, a little freshener uh it's gonna be awesome and i think he's gonna sign there um the lottery we should talk about quickly. So we got to commercial. I mean, we, we did this. It was, I don't know if you guys saw it. I was on Facebook live and we did Periscope and I had a bunch of people in my office and we just had put the cameras on us watching the lottery. And when it gets to like, you've been there, you won the John Wall lottery. Yes. You want to get to the commercial. Yep. You just the that's commercial right. means top three. If your name hasn't been called and you make it to the commercial, things start to happen. They do the lottery for the first three spots of the draft. So if you get to the commercial, you know that your team won one of the first three spots. They actually won. They won one of the ping pongs went their way. And at that point, who knows? It could be anybody. Oh, oh, oh. So it goes to five for the Celtics. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Four, I'm just petrified. I'm, I'm, I don't want to see the Celtics, and I want to see the Lakers. And the Suns popped up, and I was like, I didn't even know what to think for a second. And then you realize, oh, we've made it. There's two, there's two kind of can't miss guys in this draft allegedly, and we have a chance here. Commercial waiting, panicking, come out, and somehow we got the third pick. What are the odds of the team? Of the order going exactly how it was supposed to go. I, that is, I wonder, I'm sure somebody's written about what the odds are, but it, w- it was kind of amazing. It went exactly chalk. Uh, what is your team going to do? That's what I'm interested in. So I've had two days to think about it. Yes. Tell me who doesn't make this trade. <laughs> These are always my favorites. Yeah. The Celtics trade the number three pick and the number 23 pick with Avery Bradley. Oh, to the Chicago Bulls oh. for Jimmy Butler and the number 14 pick. Huh. So we move up from 23 to 14. We swap them Bradley for Butler, and, and they give us the third pick. And they end up with the third pick, Avery Bradley, and number 23. That's my offer, Chicago. I, I, I'm not sure they take it. Because what in the hell is Chicago going to do? It doesn't seem like it's the moment to hit the you know destructo button because Butler's still young, and where is he? He just signed that contract, so they have him under contract at a at a good price. Not I, if I were them, I would I would dump Derrick Rose's contract. I don't think he's ever going to be healthy. I agree with that. That's one important um, starting point. Uh, Joe Noah's got to go somewhere um, other than Chicago. I think he ends up in Atlanta. That makes sense too. That's very cool, right? Atlanta, nice little Al Horford reunion. Yeah, I that, like that. That would make. Uh, Atlanta, 3% more interesting, which would bring them all the way up to 8% interesting. One other scenario I was thinking for OKC if they didn't win and Durant came back. Oh, you never gave me my thoughts on the Butler trade. Hold on. Let me do this and then give me the Butler thing. All right. OKC trades a Bach at a Minnesota for the fifth pick. Yeah. I like that one, by the way. They sign Al Horford and Joakim Noah. (laughs) And they put him with Billy Donovan 
so it's basically Al Horford, Joakim Noah, Stephen Adams, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, all those dudes. Pretty cool. It'd be interesting. Yeah. It, there's no chance of it happening. No, I, just, I know. I like... I want out basically. I want Al Horford and Joe Kim Noah to be reunited somewhere. I hope yeah, it that, would, that would be Boston cool. Boston would be a nice place for both. And, of and them. while we're at it, Corey Brewer's got to be available, right? He's a, he's a, oh, he's, he's out there so somewhere. Available? <laughs> he just he's here. Corey, come on in. Uh, so, right, so I just tell don't me think, think of the I think Chicago favorite. says no because they're not. They they just um, brought in Hoiberg. Uh, he's had he's had one year. Um, with a team that is in, in transition, but you can't move your best player. They, when, when did he sign that deal? The extension Something's, was last year, right? They don't. We don't disagree. Something something bad has I, happened I agree there, with though. You. With something him. bad has happened. They have there. bad juju. There is bad juju. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't have any insights into it. It, it was obvi- evident from the way they played. Here's the other trade I think I think could happen. I think the Celtics are going to trade the pick. If I had to bet my life on it. I think they're going to trade it to Philly for Jaleel Okafor. And I think it makes sense for Philly because they have too many big dudes. Ben Simmons can't really shoot either. I don't understand how he makes sense with Okafor, Embiid, and Noel. It's just ridiculous. They need to do something anyway. Trade Okafor to the Celtics for three. You take Ben Simmons at one. And you take either Murray or or Chris Dunn or Buddy. Probably Chris Dunn or, or Jamal, I'm sorry, uh, Jamal Murray or Chris Dunn. You take one of those guys at three. Well, they need, and now you have a basketball team. They need a. Then you uh, go spend a lot of money on somebody. They need a point guard. I mean, yeah, you know, go get Chris Dunn. Go overpay for a shooting guard. You put Ben Simmons there. You have, you still have Embiid. You bring Saric over from Philly. That's a basketball team. Like I, I think that makes much more sense than keeping Okafor. And for the Celtics, I think Okafor would be the third pick in this draft. The whole thing hinges on Embiid's foot. My, my man hasn't played competitive basketball in two and a half years now. And he was like in Qatar. I, it's it's just a strange. That's that's a uh, a documentary. I was going to call it a thirty for thirty, but you know. Do you um, what the, the the strange journey of Joel Embiid from the moment he was drafted to like you know the uh, October of of twenty sixteen? What has he been doing? What's been going on with him? It's like one of the great documentaries that nobody will make. So. Out of those two, you think neither of those trades are realistic? Am I going to no, no, be stuck I, with the third pick? I'm not. I'm not dismissing the Philly trade. Uh, I just think they need to hold on to Okafor until they they've confirmed to their own satisfaction that Joel Embiid can play basketball again, which seems like still a little bit of ways away. I mean, I keep seeing you know these reports of progress and he'll be ready and you know all that kind of optimism, but I'm 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 raising my eyebrows a little bit over Would here. Would you trade third, sixteen, twenty third, thirty one? And 35 and Amir Johnson for Boogie Cousins? Of course. Of course I would. Yes, of course. Yes. You don't think there's been too much stink on Boogie? Speaking I think there's of, been too much stink. I don't think that. Six years Be- of complete dysfunction. Yeah, well, that's welcome to Sacramento. I mean, Kevin Johnson, by the way. Um, the irony of you thinking the Celtics should trade for Boogie Huz- Cousins for how long we've known each other and the type of <laughs> woman you were once attracted to. What? You're attracted to the, the Boogie Cousins of women. I've been happily married for no, 10 years. No, I know. Years. I'm saying I've, way back. I know. Way back when. That's you and I. Oh, I, I did, can I lo- say Boogie Cousins. I did love that was a, your mentality. I, I did love a lot of Boogie Cousins back in the day. You did. You loved your boogies. My boy, Brad Stevens, <laughs> if there's any coach in the league that is uh, a crazy person whisperer, he rehabilitated um, Isaiah, Evan Turner. Yeah, no, but before that even, the, even, even, even crazier. Uh, and he was in Washington. God, I'm, I'm blanking on 
on him. Oh, uh, Chris Humphreys? No, 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 no. Uh, the guard. Uh, and he has a oh, funny the, nickname. Oh, uh, Jordan Crawford. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. We, <laughs> Jordan, we did he, say he, Jordan Crawford. He, you got something of value for Jordan Crawford it because of Brad. Is because of, I mean, if he can if he can bring down Crawford, then he can handle Boogie. Um, house, you love to eat so much. I do. That's that true. Once upon a time, we created the House Eats video series for you on Grantland. You did that. It was so fun. Uh, and I know you love to eat takeout. I love takeout. Yesterday, we ordered sugarfish. Takeout. You had two Nizawas. And then you had a whole, like, 10 other crab rolls, and you ate a whole bunch of stuff, and it was... And you were still hungry, and you asked if there was a burger place near your hotel. <laughs> it, was a, um, it was a sushi feast, and sometimes I'm a little hungry afterwards. Well, what if you stopped wasting money on expensive takeout? Yeah. And what if you just signed up with Blue Apron? It's kind of so a, kind Blue of a good Apron idea. has been mailing food to my house, and my wife has been cooking it, and it's delicious. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron will deliver you all the fresh ingredients you need for a delicious and healthy home-cooked meal. They have the highest standards for ingredients. They built a community of home chefs that has no rival. Here's some of the meals available in May House. Middle Eastern chicken and chickpea stoop with pita croutons. Mm-hmm. Crispy cod and cabbage slaw tacos Ooh, oh. with pita pineapple and avocado salsa. Yeah. And then pan seared pork chops with mm-hmm. two cheese mashed potatoes mm-hmm. and sauteed spinach. Mm-hmm. Right now you can get your first two meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash BS. Blue Apron. A better way to cook. And since we're talking about some of our favorite sponsors. Hey, Callaway, thanks for sponsoring the Shack House podcast. Oh, wow. You did two last week. You did the Players' Championship preview, and then you did the Players' Championship postgame. Yeah, we did. And uh, and this is this is the time for Shack House, because U.S. Open's coming up. Yeah, we have. This is golf. We're in the golf stretch now. Yeah, we're, well, golf and, matters now. And not just that. We're in a... a a season where the um, schedule is highly compressed because they're squeezing in the Olympics in August. Uh, you know, for the first time in 80 years, there will be golf in the Olympics. I'm sure people are, are going bananas for it. Um, but the uh, um, all of the majors will be done before the Olympics. So right. it's, it's an incredible stretch coming up here. Uh, and, and then we have the Ryder Cup after the Olympics. So, yeah, it's a great time to be a golf fan. And the reason you're in L.A. is because Callaway decided... Um, they would fly you here because they wanted to fit you for equipment and put you on a bunch of Callaway videos. You're becoming like a Callaway guy. I, am, I love it. I, I'm deep. I'm Callaway I love deep. It. Let, let I already no love Callaway, but now that they've adopted you, I love Callaway more than just about anyone <laughs> in my life other than my wife and kids. Well, let, let me let me tell you about a Callaway product that has me extraordinarily excited. And I was not. I, there's no script here. We haven't been prompted to talk about this. They came out with all blacks. They have all blacks this week. They launched it. You, you can uh, pre-order them. They're all blacks, Apex Pro, Apex and Apex Pros, I think. And the, the, the shafts, the grips, the irons themselves, all blacks. Do you think that there's any chance in the world that Joe House is not going to go all black? There's <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I mean, come on. People thought you were black on the podcast for five years. <laughs> Of course you're doing the All Blacks. Uh, yeah, so Callaway, thanks for sponsoring the Shack House podcast. It is doing very well. All of our podcasts are crushing it on iTunes. Thanks to everybody that's listening. Thanks for spreading the word for us. And, uh, well, and look, we couldn't be happier with our podcast. Yeah, network. started at the bottom. Now we're here. And speaking of podcasts, one of our original OG BS Report guests back in the day, now the BS Podcast, we're going to call him right now. Uh, he's finally out of his emotional coma, maybe. We're going to call Jacko. He's, he's waiting for us. Yeah, started at the bottom. Now the whole crew's here. 
Johnny. What's up, buddy? I'm here with House. Yeah. Hi, House. Yeah, Johnny. What's up, baby? Um, we just this did... is a good thing because, you know, people always claim that House and I sound exactly alike, so this is definitive proof that we're two different people. People are amazed that you know each other, and I'm like, are you kidding? They've seen each other probably <laughs> naked. My, for, they, they know each other so intimately. My favorite thing is uh, on Twitter, anytime you come on, Johnny, and, and um, folks want to get in that ass a little bit about your political point of view, I get a lot of tweets at me about, you know, <laughs> jamming up your ass, Republican asshole, that kind of stuff. Well, now, now Johnny's like he's wandering uh, the earth like David Carradine in Kung Fu 50 years ago. He's a man with no affiliation to anything. He, was, he, 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 he did head. renounce. You renounced on Twitter. It was an official resignation. I did. You I renounced. I did renounce, and, I, and I've only, that's only really sealed the deal for me in the past couple of weeks with Rents Priebus and the rest of the Republican establishment bowing and scraping before that orange asshole who's going to be the nominee of the party and take it down and play it. So it's good to watch it all blow up from a distance and not really be concerned about it anymore. I, I mean, the two things I never thought in my life you would turn on other than me were uh, the Yankees, <laughs> the Yankees and the Republican Party. And now you're, yeah. now you're just wandering Connecticut, a man without Absolutely. a party. Um, yes, indeed. We we joked about this last year happening. You you advised us to bet on Rubio. We did. Right. Uh, Sal and I put a big bet on Marco Rubio before we realized that uh, maybe it was a bad idea to bet on somebody who got nervous during debates. Um, <laughs> just hold on. Just hold on one second. Talk amongst yourselves. I have to go deal with something. Hang on one second, okay? All right. We're gonna talk about ourselves. On. Yeah. We uh we're calling Johnny at work, so he has to uh. Yeah, he's got a business. You know what was interesting? That was not uh, his usual complex litigation. This is John. He's he's, he's on the rise, man. He's moved up in the ranks. He's I think he's forming a third party. <laughs> is he sitting on the bench? Is he? Is that why he had to go away right now? I, I think he's he has in, a ruling to make. I think he might be a Supreme Court justice possibility <laughs> if the other guy falls through. Well, I, I, Trump put out ten names or twelve names yesterday. Uh, Johnny, maybe Johnny's in the thirteen to fifteen slot as a Can we con- bet as a on contrarian those names? pick. Was one of them Amorosa? <laughs> <laughs> Who are the names? Was Vince McMahon on there? I, I I didn't recognize any of them, but I'm not, you know, a master of uh, the conservative um, jurisprudence, the, the bench. I did five and a half hours with Mike Frances on Monday, and there was a 10-minute stretch where he talked about why he thought Trump was going to make for a good president. I just stayed silent. <laughs> I didn't... I didn't uh, really know what to do. Well, New Yorkers, there are there is a, a strong sentiment among New Yorkers who have observed him get um, public things done, public works yeah. that, that could not get, get done. Trump, inter- Trump, Trump intervened and got those things done. So I, I understand that. I heard I heard the Frances a bit. I get it. So why? But why did he have to offend so many people? I, I don't have any That's answers. That's the part you're I don't gonna, get. You're not going to have me come up with any answers as to what the point is of the wall and the, you know, keep the Muslims on the, on our list and all that other kind of stuff. Did you get excited when Chris Saka predicted that Mark Cuban was going to run for president? I, I you know, he knows things, right? Hey, it's Johnny. Johnny. Uh, yes. We're just Sorry talking about, about whether Mark Cuban would make for a good president or not. Yeah. I didn't understand that. Like these, these never Trump people were out looking for a candidate and they were like, well, we have one crazy billionaire, so maybe that's what the people want, is like a billionaire that tweets late at night, so we, we need one of our own. I didn't understand that at all. 
Like I, I thought that they would go out and get like you know the, the get Romney or you know get Paul Ryan or get um, this guy Ben Sass, who's a senator from Nebraska. But the Mark Cuban rumors were shocking to me. The Ben Sass is it, that one kind of gained some steam over the last couple of weeks. Right? Yeah, because he's been like a fervent never Trump guy and like gone against the party, even though he's a senator and said like Trump is unfit to be president and doesn't want him anywhere near the Oval Office. So he's been like a a rare profile and courage in this whole thing. So people have hopes for him. So what happens in Cleveland in less than, I guess it's two months away. We're two months away. Yeah. Yeah, What happens? Tell us what happens. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's going to be like a big, like Vegas extravaganza with Trump there. I mean, I think there'll be showgirls, a lot of gold plating. And there's rumors he's going to give a speech every single night and whip up his crazy crowd and scream about the wall. And, you know, scream about whatever conspiracy theories he has in his head at the moment and, you know, call Hillary crooked Hillary and it's going to be a fiasco. Would you have rather... And he's going to get nominated. I mean, there's no, you know, there, I had hopes for a broker convention and the Cruz got killed in um, in Indiana and he's, you know, got out. He's not going to understand. He, he didn't see a path to victory. I mean, he was hoping that Trump, you know, the first ballot, Trump didn't get 1237 and then on the second ballot, people weren't beholden to him and they turn for a conservative alternative, and they say, well, they look at the polls, and if Trump was getting murdered in the polls, they'd be like, we can't nominate a guy to get murdered. So, But they, then he, Cruz folded up his tent, and that's all she wrote. Would you have rather Trump became the Republican nominee or the owner of the Yankees, if you had to pick? <laughs> wow. I think I'd rather him as the owner of the Yankees, because basically Steinbrenner kind of was Trump. I've already yeah. listened to Trump. Sure. That's good. That's patriotic of you too. You'd yeah. rather have the Yankees yeah, burn to the, the ground than the country. Than the Yankees. <laughs> it's good. I've seen the Yankees win the World Series. I, I don't want to see my country end up as like the Great Depression with riots and civil wars, and you know the dollar worth nothing. So yeah, uh, I'd rather him burn the Yankees into the ground. That is true. Like, like I, I what are the differences between Steinbrenner and Trump, other than like the offensive stump tr- stuff Trump said, but just from as from like an egomaniac, like center of attention type of force of personality well, thing, they were similar. This first occurred to me when in late March there was a Mike and the Mad Dog reunion at Radio City Music Hall, and leading up to that, they played like their greatest hits on the way. So one day I was driving home from work, and they had an interview with Steinbrenner from like '91 or '92, the Nate year of the Yankee years. And so Francesca was kind of raking him over the coals about mistakes the Yankees had made and terrible trades and firing managers after three weeks and everything else. And, and Steinbrenner sounded exactly like Trump sounds now in this campaign, where he like deflected blame for anything bad that happened. It was always somebody else's fault. Everything was good. He was responsible for. Right. He was like, you know, Francesca's like, well, you know, you drove Lou Pinello away. He hates you. And he's like, no, no, Pinello loves me. And I called Mark Schott. She's wonderful. And I gave him a wonderful recommendation. And I'm like, my God, he sounds just like Trump in this campaign. It's really scary. It must be a thing for like, you know, New York egomaniacs with, with billions of dollars. How would you compare Donald Trump Jr. to Hank Steinbrenner? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't know which one's Hank and which one's Hal. I think Eric Trump, he may be Hal. He seems like kind of the the loser in the family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe Hank is is Donald Jr. because that was the firstborn. But I think unlike Steinbrenner, like, you know, Hank wasn't allowed to really run the Yankees. Hal took over. He was kind of the brains of the operation. I'm not sure that. And that Donald Jr. might be the brains of the younger generation to the extent there is any. Uh, what do you got, House? The uh, post 
the Washington Post um, actually had a very nice treatment of the two Trump boys. Um, they didn't really talk about Ivanka very much, but they, they as their own um, uh, men, and and uh, had a nice little uh, interview with them. It's in today's paper. I was actually really? kind of impressed. I was impressed. You know, what it talked about was how they were raised by their mother, and they went to the Czech yeah. Republic um, for summers, and that and, and over there they kind of learned from their grandparents. They got a certain grounding. They, they learned how to hunt. There was no like television in the in the place that they visited. So I, I had a little bit of a. It was an eye opening moment for me with the Trump boys. They're gonna have to learn. I will that, say that, this. I've, I was gonna say those I've hunting seen, skills were gonna, are gonna come in handy during our civil war. <laughs> <laughs> everyone has to get their own food. <laughs> I will say this: like I've seen the daughter of Ivanka, yeah, Ivanka or Ivana, uh, Ivanka, I guess. Yeah, Ivana was the wife. Ivanka's the daughter. Right. I've seen her on TV, and she's fairly impressive, basically. You know, and like she has more brains than her father, and is better spoken. Like I'd feel more comfortable with her as a candidate, frankly, than him. Yeah. I so think to the that- extent he had anything to do with raising them, like that's a that's one plus in his favor. But I'm not sure how much he did. I can't believe we're getting into here the positives about Trump, but I mean, one of the things is his kids did turn out pretty well. Like you got to hand it to him, yeah. and he has done a couple really smart business things over the years. The USFL not being one of them. Well, I, 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 to be fair, let's let's give credit to the mom. I'm not sure I'm, we should give yeah. Donald credit. The story says he was pretty much like a, you know. Um, he, he he would check in once in a while, you know. Oh, school's over. Come down to the office. Come see me. It sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I, uh, I I part of me wished we had had four kids because I think it would have been fun to have the one kid that all these rich families have, have that the the like the Fredo basically. That's just kind of right. home to their forty two, and then I realized like that might just be my son. You I might have, have accomplished it two kids. Yeah. My son you might the, not have to have four to have Fredo. At the soccer game on Saturday, my son is eight and a half. He had a hole in his shirt at my daughter's soccer game. There's hundreds of people there. And my son's like, Dad, watch this. And does the Hulk Hogan just rips his shirt off <laughs> and and is right. shirtless the rest of the soccer game. And I'm like, he really might be living home till he's like 43. <laughs> Why did he do that? I don't know. He's eight and a half. It's not like he's four. You're right. This is what I mean. And then the ice cream man showed up, and he did this dead-on imitation of Eddie Murphy's ice cream man routine, which apparently started on Sirius, which I, I blame my wife, um, but started going, ice cream, ice cream, the ice cream man is coming. And people were just like, is this kid, like, for real? Is this an actor? Are there hidden cameras? That's my son. Well, so I might I, have accomplished I it. I can't believe we've now devolved into, like, Kathy Lee and talking about our kids, but I'll join in, too, and do Please that do. at the age we are now. So, <laughs> on Monday, I was a chaperone on my 10-year-old daughter's fourth-grade field trip to the home of the Pilgrims, Plymouth, Massachusetts. Yes. So, that required me to be on a bus for two for five hours, two and a half hours each way, Ooh. with 40-odd fourth- and fifth-graders. And these these 9- and 10-year-old boys are completely insane. insane. Like, when I got off that bus, I would have, like, started taking heroin. Like, <laughs> alcohol wasn't strong enough because the PTSD I had for being on a bus with these boys that are completely out of control. Completely it, out of control. And that's all boys, Johnny. Those, that's all little boys. Oh, my God. They it's, are crazy. Now, I'm I'm young enough to remember being, like, on field trips in, like, fifth and sixth grade. I'm like, we were never that crazy. We nah, might have screwed we around. Were. We weren't angels. But, like, these boys are crazy. I came home and talked to my wife, and I'm like, I said, I, I'm like this old guy, like, get off my lawn. I'm like, I think it's the video game. It's the video game. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't like that. 
So it may not just be your son. I just think it's like young boys are like getting crazier or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, the best way I it's can do insanity. I've had this conversation with all of our friends. Every friend I've had who's had a boy at some point thought there was something seriously wrong with them, and it, and <laughs> you have to have this. Oh no, no, don't worry. It, it'll it'll even out. I mean, I I have a five and a half year old. I feel like I need to chime in a little bit here. He's in the um, pull his pants down at every moment stage. As soon as I walk yeah. in the door, his pants are down and his ass is in my face. Right, Daddy, I'm gonna rub my ass on you. He's his ass. I, no, 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 son. You can't They're say so ass. Dumb. What is wrong with you? They hit six and uh, they become like a little bit less dumb. And then from like six to nine, it's it's kind of they're half dumb. <laughs> I think at some point it levels really? out. As soon as they get interested in girls, I think it finally maybe levels out a little bit. Um, <laughs> wait, that's it. Johnny, since we're here, uh, Yankees quickly. <laughs> they're awful. That's all. No comment. No, um, they're terrible, and you know I had hopes that maybe they could be competitive or be decent this year, just given their pitching. But Severino, who's a great prospect, has been awful. Yeah, and you know the other option, if they weren't going to be good, is they just have to ride out these bad contracts. They have to ride out, they have to ride out Sabathia's contract, and they have to ride out Teixeira's contract and Arod's contract next year, and then they'll have some money to play with. And then, sorry, House, they're going to go make a five hundred billion dollar ten year offer to Bryce Harper. <laughs> Um, makes me you know, very what unhappy. They can do. Very unhappy. <laughs> Johnny. I love their bullpen. I mean, their bullpen was everything we thought it would be and more with Chapman and Patances and, and Miller. So that's been great, but everything else has been awful. Johnny, I have an announcement to make, and you're part of it. Yes. Oh. We're launching the uh, Ringers MLB, MLB show next week, and you and I are hosting the first one. Awesome. Yeah. We, uh, this is exciting. Yeah, we we have we already have the Ringers NBA show and the NFL show, and we're going to also have a baseball show. And we are just going to do it by committee for a little while until a person that we're waiting to hire is Ooh. going to join the staff. And uh, so House is going to get to talk Nats with somebody. Who do you want to talk Nats with, House? Maybe Mallory. Cause she's, oh, Mallory would be good. You can talk Nats and she's Orioles. She's got a Phillies thing and an Orioles thing, two teams that I've, I hate. I, I, yeah. You know, I've come to hate the, I hate the Orioles 10 years ago, and I hate the Phillies now. We're going to have Fantasy and Sam Shuby talking about the Mets, all this stuff. But, my, but next week, we're going to go old school Red Sox-Yanks because I, I really like nice. this Red Sox team. It's one of the most likable <laughs> well, Red Sox you? teams we've had. And Johnny... This Ortiz season to watch him do this, um, forty years old. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, just, it's a it's a miracle. Just naturally, kind of miracle. naturally being yeah. awesome like this, and the guy just he took care of his body. He stayed in shape, and yep. I, I just uh, mm-hmm. it's fucking incredible to watch. It really is. It's incredible. It's really, really one for the ages. It's really a better living through chemistry. You know who, who, was a, who I heard was a pen pal of his? I heard that um, Peyton Manning's wife Stop and, it. and Poppy are, are pen pals. <laughs> He's, there's never they been any they, evidence they that he did anything. Did you hear that, Johnny? They mail things to each other? Did you guys ever read the Mitchell <laughs> Report? Or what it was about? It was just people that tested negatively for some sort of substance. Like It could have been amphetamines. It could have been oh like Sudafed. It could have been anything. We don't know what it was. Smear campaign, just like Tom Brady. Um, Johnny, have you ever been more scared of a Red Sox player than David Ortiz? No, that's the truth. No. Okay, because Francesca no, said the same amazing. thing. He's, no, he's and it, there's been guys that killed the Yankees over the years: George Brett, Edgar Martinez. They could never get them out, but Ortiz has been the scariest guy in my lifetime as a Yankees fan. That you, the guy you don't want up in any situation, certainly a big situation. Yeah, it's brutal. 
Before you go, do you have any uh, Mike Francesa questions for me? <laughs> How many Diet Cokes did he drink during the course of the day? He only had two, and I made fun of him about it. I was like, he was so, I was his, I became his caffeine for the day. He was so happy to have a live body in there. He, you know, right. he's, been, he's been desperate for one. Yeah, it, it was, it was almost like the dude in Lost who was trapped in the, in the cave. What was that guy's name? The guy with the accent? Desmond? He was in there. He had to reset the clock every year for years and years. And then he finally saw people and he almost didn't know how to react. Yeah. Like, Francesca's been in that studio just just taking dumb calls for like ever, really ever since Dog left. He was so happy to have a back and forth with somebody. It took him like two and a half hours just to remember how to have a back and forth. It's true. He did have 10 words to every one of yours. He was, but then, but the yeah. last two hours became yeah, no, a real I, radio I, show. Right. And I don't mean that as a criticism. Yeah, yeah, he, no. He, he just, he was so used to just pontificating. Right. And so I just kind of laid back and waited for him to figure it out again. And then we had like an awesome pl- NBA playoff segment. We did like 20 minutes on the playoffs and we were arguing us back and forth, bringing up things. And, um, I don't know. I know it was a better financial situation for him to do it alone, but I uh, it's I still think the guy's great at radio and he's he's good at back and forth. So, um, oh, well, here's why the world here's why the world is funny. Here's an ironic story. I I was on the aforementioned chaperone field trip yeah. on Monday, and so I could, I was bummed out because I wanted to listen to you on Francesa. And so I'm on the bus and there's a little kid there and he's wearing a, a Kevin Durant Oklahoma City Thunder shirt mm. and an Oklahoma City Thunder hat and the kid says he's talking to somebody and he goes yeah big game tonight OKC I'm on the OKC train or whatever and I go oh yeah you like the Thunder and he goes yeah my uncle's the coach and I said your uncle's Billy Donovan and he says yeah and I go oh that's cool and so the kid looked like Billy Donovan his uncle you know he was dedicated his uncle's the coach of the Thunder and then I get off the bus at five o'clock and I get in my car and I'm driving my daughter home and I look, turn on Mike and the Mad Dog and there you were bashing Billy Donovan as a coach. <laughs> there it is. Circle of life. <laughs> it really brought the whole day together for me. Wow. <laughs> I, so that's really a special moment. We t- we've told this story before, but we went to see Chip Kane in the Jersey Shore once and, and our old roommate Brendan and we listened to Mike and the Mad Dog in traffic. Was it Jersey Shore or Washington? No, Jersey Shore. Well, I don't know. We're probably both. No, Jersey Shore, because we kept doing Mike and the Mad Dog impersonations that whole weekend. Yeah, because we were just trapped in the car listening to them for four hours, just yeah. imitating their voices, and then did it for the rest of the weekend. And needless to say, no no uh, romance for either of us that weekend. <laughs> no, uh, no. But we were like, that is a huge, that is a huge, huge bar right there. That is huge. It's <laughs> massive, humongous bar. I mean, how I get this and drink? <laughs> um, all right, Johnny, next week. All right. The Ringers MLB show will host the first I'll one. Try to, I'll try to force myself to watch the Yankee game between now and then. Johnny, <laughs> don't don't make him keep it in his pants for the Sox. I mean, it's it's a little oh, embarrassing God, yeah. right now. Johnny, that's I'm, my job. I, I gotta say, I'm concerned about you. I, I you know, <laughs> I a bad Yankees team in the fall of the Republican Party. I, I'm I'm worried. I feel like you might have to just fly out here and come hang out with me for a week or something. <laughs> Well, I've got my wife and kids to sustain. Well, they, me, so you leave them behind the for a week. Yeah, you no, got, right. I, that's true. You got a family. Get that going. That's right. I got to look, look on the bright side. All right. I'm good. Right. That's good. That I'll sounds good, Johnny. All right. We See love you. Johnny. Talk to you later. Take care, fellas. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Well, I've got my wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been a bad year. Uh, it's been a good year for the ringer. 
Three months ago, we launched our new newsletter, and it's been a roaring success for us. House, you're reading it. Although you're ready for the real site at this point. I am. I, I, I've but the newsletter's been fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's appetizers. good. I'm, you know me. I'm impatient. I, I've, I've had enough appetizers. I'm ready for the main course. Would you like some more pigs in the blanket? No, I'm okay. done. I'm you're done ready with for those a meal. pigs. Well, yeah. We're, we're over uh, well over 200,000 subscribers. It's been a great place to showcase our writers. For instance, we've had two newsletters this week that featured pieces on the NBA playoffs, Facebook, Chance the Rapper, Manny Machado, Game of Thrones, and Megan Trainer. Mm. That's the stuff you get in our newsletters. Best of all, it's free, and it looks cool, and it would not have happened without our buddies at MailChimp. And if you are just getting started like The Ringer was, because we are started, we are approaching 50 employees, uh, or if you're building a growing business like The Ringer is, please trust me, MailChimp makes it super easy to connect with your customers and sell more stuff. It's free to get started. No expiring trial. No credit card required. Go to MailChimp.com. Oh, and if you don't subscribe to that Ringer newsletter on MailChimp, then you won't know when we start selling Ringer swag, dope t-shirts, Dope baseball shirts, house I'm caps. Getting, you don't don't think for a second. I'm You're not, getting get, it for I'm free. I'm getting in the yeah, closet. No, I don't. I, I'm not worried about the payment. I'm getting in the closet today. You're I'm, in the closet. I'm not walking. Okay. I'm not leaving here without some ringer swag. Well, when those are available, we'll be putting those on the newsletter as well, uh, including a Tate special T-shirt that we're going to make for them. Oh no! No, we're not really. Doing <laughs> it. Uh, thanks again, Mailchimp. Again, go to Mailchimp.com. They've been an awesome partner. Uh, you want to talk about Bryce Harper really quick? Sure. Uh, is this the most fun athlete Washington has had in your lifetime? No, because uh, Ovechkin for a stretch there until he um, was the leader, the, the the identity, the public face of a team that continuously loses in the second round of the playoffs. Um, he was extremely exciting the first like five years of his arrival in, in Washington. Uh, and he is, you know, now has a legacy as a tremendous goal scorer. And an all-timer in, in, in that category, um, just not able to get his team past the second round. I understand hockey is a team sport, blah, 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 blah. But the first um, half of Ovechkin's career was, was very exciting in Washington. And on top of that, um, RG3's first year was extraordinary. And Washington is, more than anything, uh, a football town. So RG3's rookie season was stupendous. Um, but uh, Bryce is up there. Bryce is up there is one of your worst takes. <laughs> Just terrible. Well, the National League MVP. Bryce is his, up there. He's his, 23. In his fourth year. He's 23. He's already won an MVP. His, his uh, OPS in 15 was 1.1. He's over 1,000 this year, too. Um, gets on base 45% of the time. Hits homers. It's fun to watch. He was trying great, to make he's trying to make baseball fun again. Great public ambassador for the game. He's pissed off the old guys. He's 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 breaking baseball code. I mean, I love the contrarian. You just you you said is he the the best? I'm not ready to put I didn't him say on the a, best. But I, I mean, you know, I, I've have had you some, ever some been more players. excited about an athlete that you've had? He, you know, the thing that you're I, more excited for Robert Griffin than Bryce Harper. I mean, they made the playoffs in Griffin's first year. It was like I have ten years of fun football in front of me now. Like after so Griffin, after being in a football desert, you have to understand. Yeah, you the Red, but the, you but you're basically saying the Redskins mean the most. That's true. The yeah. DC Gruden's do mean the most. But um, the thing about Harper that is. Um, so easy to get behind. He has come through in the playoffs. He has 
big balls. He's like yeah. the only hit. He and Rendon were the only guys um, in that San Francisco series a couple years ago that really came, you know, came to play, really showed up uh, in that series. And he's he's always up for the moment, Harper. That's something that makes him very easy, uh, very easy to love about him. I really like him. And I think the difference with baseball in 2016 versus what we grew up with in the or even like what it was like when we were young adults. I would have assumed Bryce Harper was going to leave for the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, whoever. Now the way they, they the small market teams, the medium market teams, and the non-gigantic teams, you can keep your player. You just give them a contract two, three years early, like what you did with Strasburg. Yes. And Bri- I think Bryce Harper spends his first 15 years in Washington. I mean, maybe at some point they'll decide it won't make sense. But at some point, they're just going to give him like $320 million for 10 years, right? Oh, I, I, they could give him $500 million. I'd be yeah, fine with it. That's just going to happen. I don't care. I, look, you know, from your, from your mouth to Scotty Boris's ears, you know, this is the thing that's cu- really interesting about Washington and the free agents. You know, the, the, the learners, the learner family who owns the franchise – have a relationship with Scott Boris. Yeah. And now, you know, they, they, they got the payoff for um, sitting Strasburg out of the playoffs in 2012. I'll never forgive the franchise for doing that because I think it did compromise uh, their legitimate shot at winning the world series, pursuing the world series. But, you know, um, at least they got the payoff for it. And, and, um, the, and the, you were okay with that contract? Well, the local writer... Oh, the contract's great. What are you okay. talking about? Well, for Strasburg? Yeah. It's a great contract. It's, it's cheaper than um, Price and uh, um, uh, the dude on the Cubs. From, right. Yeah. So, Lester. Yeah, yeah, Lester. Right. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a market, market comparable kind of contract. And it was... He was a free agent this year? After this year. Right. So basically, he's in his walk year. Yeah. So basically, he grabbed the security of the 175 over getting all the way through the season, hoping you stay healthy and then whatever. I feel like I would have done that. Well, I, you know, it, the, uh, the the real risk for somebody like Strasburg, who's been having an awesome season already, would be like another catastrophic injury. Right. That's, that's the only sort of risk. And I'm sure he's, he's insured out the wazoo against that. that it's so tough to get big contracts like that insured because the insurance company i mean there people have been writing about this you'd be like oh i'm insured for 100 million and then oh my knee got hurt pay me the 100 million and the insurance well you have a predisposed and they uh, tried all these ways to get okay. out of it well i think bryce is interesting though because bryce it's so it's so much harder for an everyday player to get seriously hurt right and he could just say you know what Oh, they're offering me three twenty. I'm just gonna wait it out. I think I might be able to get five. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's there. You know, I'm. Sh- There's no question in my mind that they've had some chats. That the Bor- that Scotty Boris and and the learners have had some chats. There's- what number would you would you lock up Bryce for right now? Five hundred. I would give him ten ten years, five hundred. Twelve years, five hundred million. Sure, twelve years, five hundred million. I just lock him down. Fifty million dollars a year. I, you know, the baseball economics continue to trend in in one direction, and it's up, yeah. up, up. All of the local TV deals continue to um, prove out that people like to watch. Um, regional, you know, local baseball. Your interview with uh, with Bud Seelig yeah. on Monday. Um, you know, all, all credit to him in terms of the increased interest that's been generated from the wild card. Yeah. So you know, I to me the economics. I don't pay, pay him whatever it is. I don't. I don't care how much it costs to pay the, the kid. I want him around for ten or fifteen years. 
I like when we talk Washington sports because sometimes the Washington Post writes about it on their sports blog. <laughs> they like when national audiences they, talk they, about Washington sports. They might leave this one out. So now we're we're ranking the Nats first. In what? Just like in the power rankings. Okay. Nats first. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Yes. The DC Gruden second. They're 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 second. They're second? They're second because... Is there I'm, optimism with the I'm, D.C. Gruden? I'm, I'm mad at the Caps. The Caps, by, by performance and you record... You knew it was coming. Mother F me. You knew it was coming, it though. right in my, my, my <laughs> rear hole. You knew hole. it was coming. It's just so... <laughs> I'm, I'm so bitter about it, though. How did you not know it was going to happen? That's Every the Caps. Single, I, I mean, they, you what know... what they do. They... <laughs> uh, my my boy Danny Steinberg has what what like a Mad Libs version of Washington sports I love that. failure. I saw that. It was Mother. great. Mother and and you know this one I he needs to add in a line for the failed Russian player, the f- Russian player who who was great all season long and then came in and sucked in the playoffs. <laughs> this year it was Kuznetsov, the leading scorer for the team, yeah. scored two points in the playoffs. I mean seriously. Yeah. Anyway. So they're third. They're third. So you but your your guards up with them for life though. It's, with this, with this current it iteration, up? it's always up. It's no, always you up. talked yourself into it. They were dominant during the regular season. There was no great East team. You, you, then you, it, you well, were talked in. There was no great East team, and then there was. And, and then the Pens. Pittsburgh has been unbelievable. When did that start? And how did we not have money on it? Yeah, that's the the latter question is the important question. I thought we had hockey friends. Where the hell is 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 Weinberg when you need him? Weinberger, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I knew after the San Jose beat the Kings that I should bet on them to win the cup, and I didn't. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because I think Pittsburgh is just going to roll unless Crosby gets another concussion or something stupid happens. No, Crosby isn't even the one. They have the third line that's been dominant. No, I know. But they, they're great. Pittsburgh's great. They're great. Speed is where it is in hockey speed now. Speed kills. The Kings weren't fast enough, and they didn't have you – need, you need speed. You need four defensemen. And you need a competent goalie. That's really for the Caps what happened. They're def- they had a combination of injury and Orpik got suspended for the cheap shot uh, mm. in game one or two. The um, Kings had two defensemen, and that's what sunk them. Mm-hmm. It's just too hard because yeah. you can only play the, your best two 30 to 32 a game. You still got the other 28 to deal with, and they just had bad guys. Yeah. So in fourth place oh, God. is the Wizards. Yeah. And you just spent seven million a year on Scotty Brooks, which is a good way for us to go out on. Um, <laughs> Why? So what, I can curse seven million a year. You went from Randy Whitman to Scott Brooks. I, I you have an entire decade of terrible NBA coaching on your team. I I, I don't really care about the money. You know, it's it's not it doesn't affect the salary cap. It's it's Ted Leonsis's money. He can spend it however he likes. The thing that um, I find. Uh, challenging in terms of my my fandom is they signed up Scotty Brooks before knowing what was going to shake out with the rest of the teams and, and, and the teams in the playoffs. And like the Frank Vogel the type coaching, of guys? The coaching yeah. market, D- Dave Jager and, and, and Frank Vogel both came available, you know, yeah. a, a ba- basically a week after. And the number of texts on my phone right now that say, would you like, do you think that Frank Vogel would be a good coach in Washington? How do you feel about Dave Jager? And it's like, uh, well, we're we're gonna roll with Scotty Brooks. We're rolling with Scotty for seven million a year. Jaeger got four four a year in Sacramento. Come on, Scotty Brooks almost make twice as much money as him. Come I mean, on. he's not a terrible coach. No, I shouldn't no, no, have no, said no, that, no, but no. Um, you know, I've kind of seen that play before with with old Scotty. The I guess the only thing I would feel half decent about 
is just that I thought Billy Donovan was terrible all season and actually became confident during the playoffs and some sort of light bulb went off and maybe that'll happen with Scott Brooks. I don't know. Yeah, fingers crossed. Bradley Beal banged up. Uh, Mac, Max Deal, Bradley Beal. He's going to give Max Deal oh, anyway. Yeah. He can't stay in the court. They, they're going to give him a Max Deal anyway. He's well, 22. Like five that's years, why. 150? Yes. Really? Whatever it is. That's going to go the Max so Deal badly is. with John Wall. Well, that's what's going to happen. Do you worry that John Wall goes to Cavs games with Rich Paul? I look, John Wall this past season, um, for the first time in his time in Washington, started expressing it was very sort of quiet, subtle, subtle yes, but a little bit of dissatisfaction mm. with his, the direction of the team yeah. and, and his role on the team. Why would he not like the direction of the team? You, you, you have an incompetent front office and they've overpaid coaches that aren't that good and don't really make any great trades. What, what's wrong? I, Why is he complaining? Is Nene coming back? This is hurtful to me. No, Nene's not coming back. You they, miss they, him? they have six players. You have a farewell for Nene for us? You know what? He, um, I will not miss his missed fourth quarter free throws. That's yeah. one thing I am not right, going to so miss. So long with for Nene. that by Nene. <laughs> yeah. But you, he did uh, restore an air of professionalism at hmm. a moment when the franchise was at its all time. I love Johnny's use of nadir. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we had Swaggy P, Nick Young, the clown show uh, McGee, and uh, who was the other? Jordan Crawford was also part of yeah, that a mix. a whole bunch of those guys. Yeah, right. We yeah. had a whole bunch of... And Andre Blotch. Yeah. And, oh, I, Andre. and I'm calling him Blotch. I know it's, it's, it's Blatch, but I'm calling him Blotch. He's a Blotch on your, on your Wizards. That was a bad decade. time. And then they came and John Wall arrived and there was a, like a semblance of professionalism. You had a gun incident in your locker room. I, I, we're not talking about it. I'm done. Gilbert was Gilbert had a nice... I, I think Gilbert's gotten shortchanged in the history of the NBA. He had a nice little two-year run there. It's going to be a great, really a, fun, a great look two, back three story. Yeah. I mean, he was right on the brink of becoming. So good. He was incandescent. So good. He was. he was really fun to watch. I enjoyed him. And then he hurt his knee. Um, you're probably in the lottery again next year. Probably. Did you have a lottery pick this year? Um, Phoenix got it. For Phoenix. what trade? Uh, Markeef. Oh, no. <laughs> you don't like that? Look, now they got the 13 slot, so who knows who's available at 13 and whether that will good dude will translate into somebody. Up, I like I kind of like Marquise, but why not why give up a first round pick for him and yet Tobias Harris was just sitting there for free? It's a great question. You know who I I I've been on this podcast 50 times begging for Channing Fry. Begging the franchise to look at Channing Fry, the franchise that wanted to to rebrand itself as a space and pace, pace and space. You would like a professional three point shooter, a, 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 a six foot eight, six foot nine, six ten guy who's awesome at the pick and roll, demonstrated, proven uh, uh, expertise at that, and and you know anyway. So would you I rate know? this? Is this a typical Washington sports season? Slightly better than usual? Slightly typical. worse than usual? Typical. Typical, typical. Right, typical Washington. Typical. Although, you know what? The Nats, uh, are, we had the Caps in the playoffs. The D.C. Gruden's made the playoffs. I like the, the trajectory for the Nats, you know, this upcoming yeah. season playoffs-wise. Um, and the, 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 the almost bullets were right on the brink of making the playoffs. I mean, you know, there was, it was never really serious, but they weren't that far out. But I'm just saying, there, we might have a season coming up here where all four teams in well, Washington, I, that would be a, a nice nut to crack. Congratulations on almost making the playoffs. <laughs> uh, 
Thanks to Stamps.com. Stop relying on the post office. Buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Sign up for Stamps.com right now. Use the promo code BS. Four-week trial plus a $110 bonus offer. That includes postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of their homepage. Type in BS. Thanks to MailChimp.com. If you're just getting started like The Ringer was, if you're building a growing business like The Ringer is, trust me, MailChimp makes it super easy to connect with your customers and sell more stuff. Free to get started. No expiring trial. No credit card required. Go to MailChimp.com and go to TheRinger.com if you want to see how cool newsletters look on MailChimp.com. Thanks to HBO. Don't forget about any given Wednesday launching June 22nd or after the Thrones. Late Sunday nights, 1 o'clock on HBO Now and then running on Linear HBO the next night. And uh, don't forget about our Ringer Podcast Network. That includes Shack House. Shack House! With Joe House and Jeff Shackelford and the Ringer MLB show launching next week. So get ready to subscribe to that. And we're going to have some good people on that one, too. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you. Podcast 100. Oh, and thanks to Joe House. Podcast 100. We kept it 100 Started on 100. from the bottom. Now we're here. 100. October the 1st to May 19th. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Started in uh, the back of my house, and now we're actually in an office with a with a cardboard cutout of Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse staring at us. Yeah, So Ringer. we made it. All right. Thanks for the first 100. Thanks for everybody for spreading the word. Talk to you tomorrow. Anytime y'all want to see me again, rewind this track right here. Close your eyes. Picture me rolling.